I know you guys saw Dark League Justice already. I War, haven't seen it. Justice and League Dark Side War or Justice League Dark Dark Side War. Yeah, it's just got on to HBO Max. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Oh, I said it once. I'll say it again. Their animated movies are yeah leagues ahead. I just didn't <laughs> want to ahead of their uh, purchase it on Fudo, so I'm just gonna watch it now that it's released on absolutely HBO Max. All right, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means the space between you, your wax wings, and the sun. Today, we are still on Mythology Part 3. Last week, we talked about heroes and villains and the not-so-different parts between them. Mm -hmm. Today, we are talking about mythology related to comic books and kind of getting back into our roots because this is a comic book based podcast even though we veer off down the road with you to go behind the barn and just start we always come back around we always come back around because people at the barbecue are wondering where they get off to (laughs) as always i am your host daniel rojas joining me is kills for show aka coden the fly father because Skyfather's yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Odin. I just like, stare like breakdown. <laughs> I got it, baby. I got it. <laughs> and with us as always is Michelle with no intro. Which is kind of an intro of your own. It isn't is. It? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, were you talking about Icarus? I was talking yeah. about Icarus. Yo. That boy ding, flew ding, too I went close to the Five hundred dollars. Way too close. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and send that to you in Ritz crackers. What about Monopoly money? Nope, it's just $500 worth of Ritz crackers. We need to save the trees. Exactly. I'll go buy some cheese. (laughs) No cheese provided. (laughs) So how are you guys doing today? Good, good, good. It is still crazy melt your brain hot outside. Yes. Yeah, at least it's not as hot as Arizona right now. Or Texas, let me tell you. No, thank you. Or the sun. Yeah. Well. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody's complaining about being on the sun. uh, That's true. Yeah. (laughs) So today, who are some of the characters that we're talking about, guys? You know, when it comes to comic book characters and mythology, you always have your top tier characters that, of course, come to mind. You have the Thors, the Hercules, even Diana, Prince herself, Wonder Woman. They're all um, connected to the traditional Greek pantheon or North mythologies. And then you have other characters like Ares, for example, who plays... Similar roles in both universes, but mm-hmm. at the same time... Aries Spears, if yes, I'm not correct. Aries Spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious on the battlefield. I want to touch on Aries, too. And, you know, um, a lot of people, if they don't read comics, you know, we got the introduction in the DC film with Wonder Woman, but he's also in Marvel Comics, yes. also mentioned in Image Comics. Um, he's just one of those great characters um, that's kind of multifunctional, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll talk about Lilith. Um, a lot of people know that from their Sumerian text um, and oh, yes. Jewish folklore and Christianity. So I'll touch base on how Lilith plays a role in uh, Marvel and kind of also what I want to read if I haven't read it. Yeah, Yeah. no, absolutely. And, and of course, with the comics, there's... Different places you can go. I thought about getting into a little bit more Slavic stuff this week, but I figured I'd give it a rest because mm. outside of Hellboy, you don't see too many uh, Slavic characters oh. really exposed. But Hellboy was amazing. Hellboy, yes. Hellboy is minus a, the new a, film. The new film, you it, know, it's watchable. It's watchable. It just didn't know what it was doing. I still like mm-hmm. it better than Venom. I love That's Ron, Ron Perlman. Uh, Ron I know. Perlman. I didn't say it was a hardcore. Yeah. I'm just saying. Personally, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll be talking a little bit about Ares as well because. Uh, Wow, what a character. And his son, Phobos, yeah. who was part of uh, Nick Fury's Secret Avengers at Secret. one point. 
Yeah, son with no mom? Oh, well, okay. Mm. Here in modern day America, that's more uh, common than you might imagine <laughs> there, Michelle. Yeah. I'd also, I'm also going to be talking about Hermes, but in relation to mm. the new 52 Wonder Woman story. Oh, uh, not yeah. Futurama. Not Futurama. Some Jamaican accents. <laughs> Sweet lightning bolt of Zeus. No, but yeah, but it always rhymes. I know. <laughs> Sweet juice of the lightning bolt of Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll come I back. I feel like to there's it. another one. Like Sweet Hurricane of the Sugar Gang. Sweet Fleece of Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> oh, I um, should start saying that. Yeah. <laughs> so with these Sweet kids, Golden Fleece of, of Greece. Of ancient Greece. Of ancient Sweet Golden Fleece of Ancient Greece. Ah, there you go. <laughs> we did it. We did it. <laughs> But I can't voice him. Now you can write the show. Yeah. I can. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, in your guys' opinion, what's the importance of having these mythological characters in comic books? Because, I mean, there are already established heroes, villains, without the need of ancient gods and goddesses. Yeah, but I think a lot of our heroes and villains that you think of in comics or movies or TV shows kind of have similarities between the gods. So, I think mythology that we grew up with in our historical mythology, if we say, um, kind of gives us inspiration. So introducing them into comics is kind of like a, hey, thank you, or an honoring system of our other characters are kind of rooted in you, but let's bring you in too. Right. Yeah. Because I think of it like just bringing in the myths that you grew up with, the legends that you grew up as a kid into the world of your own created mythologies so, like, for example, with Marvel, when you have, like, characters like Thor that's actually a god and people not believing in him or think he's real, but then you have mutants and you have Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and people don't think they're real, then it's like, yo, same way you think this god is real, mm-hmm. now here I am with these powers, wow, I'm on the same level as a god, I'm also to somebody, to some people, a figment of their imagination, like, no, I'm actually here doing these fantastic things. So mm-hmm. I think that's always interesting too, because you could play up to the, you could play up that angle. It's like, oh, if I'm in a comic book, I don't believe in these weird things. But like, no, right. there's yeah. literally God's here. How can here, you say what's aliens. real or not? Exactly. So mm-hmm. that's fascinating to see, and it also goes into like the whole belief system that we have in the real world. Like we told these stories, and we're like, nah, they're not real, whatever. But if we actually did see one, it's like, oh shit. So if that's possible, what else is possible mm-hmm. in the world? So that's how I look at it. That's a good perspective, actually. I guess one one of the issues I have with it is you already have a world of heroes. It kind of seems narcissistic. And I know last week we talked about the narcissism of the gods. Mm. But if you've already got these characters established, these heroes who are saving people, who are doing that, what need is there of the gods to send their own to Mm. interfere with this? I think uh, the heroes that we create have more weakness than the gods. Um I don't know, because for some of them, it's just a woman bathing in a stream. That, that's true. That's true. That's called male weeds. And some of our uh, mutants <laughs> or, you know, they are kind of, not immortal, but they are kind of invincible if you think about it. Sure, so sure. why do gods play a role or villains? I, that's hard to say, but I think there's that no matter what kind of hero you are, even in Thor, if you look at him, it's like, oh, he's not just a hero. He's a god it's the reaction towards it. I guess so. And you've got characters like in Marvel, like Tony Stark or Captain America, who are mm-hmm. like, no, it's just science. Yeah. It's just science that we haven't gotten to yet. Or you've got Cap, who's like, there's only one God. Yeah. You know? And he how many people have like naysayed Iron Man? Because they're like, he thinks he's a God. Well, of course he does. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that 
it uh, contradicts his own ego mm-hmm. exactly. and his his point of view of his role in the world. Because if there's something greater than him that yeah. isn't as smart as him in his own opinion, exactly. then where does that put him? Is he just the smartest ant in the colony? Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's where you get like the god complex from. But then you have characters like Dooms, like exactly. There's, there's no vibe, but there's nothing beyond Doom. So what that you're a god? I'm Doom. Mm-hmm. I will figure you out. And it will take your power mm-hmm. and it will show you how stupid you were because you didn't <laughs> utilize it into the, to its greatest um, capabilities. But Doom will because Doom always prevails. And yeah. that's one thing, too, which I always enjoy seeing Doom rise to that ultimate level and seeing him fall from that grace because he's done it before. He'll mm-hmm. do it again. But just to see his mind and how he gets there and what he does with it. Right. It's always more or less for his own purpose, but his own purpose. His sole purpose is to be what's best for humanity. Sure. Through his own vision. Let's go across the pond for a second because then you've got Wonder Woman, Diana Mm -hmm. Themyscira, and she knows about the gods. She interacts with the gods. Yeah. But in that same world, you've got Batman and those who have the same idea as him that Superman is the equivalent of a god and therefore needs to be kept tabs on. Needs to have a way to shut him down if he gets too big. Mm-hmm. In the DC world, how is that? How are the interactions there? How's the relationship there between mythology, myth or mythological characters, pantheons of gods, yeah. and the mortals beneath them? Um, I absolutely me- love Batman, but I think he's a self-pitting person too. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, for me, <laughs> just think about what I know from their correlations. I would say is starkly different <laughs> than Marvels because, like, with Marvels. They're there. They're on the visions. They're on the team. They're doing their thing. But with DC, you don't see them like that. That's why I didn't really think, before I started reading more of the comic books and watching movies, mm-hmm. that they really played a presence like that. Because right. the most gods we get in a book relate to Wonder Woman coming from Divinity herself and Shazam having the power of ancient gods. But they don't interact on the level like, they won't come down kicking with you. They're not going to sit here and see you. You won't see Zeus and them. You won't see Poseidon. Because mm-hmm. they're more... I guess in the traditional sense, like those old gods, they just stay back behind the veil and like humans do you'll things. Men- you'll hear mentions in yes. stories about their side battles, like yes. with Ares and Hercules yes. and Zeus, but it's not like Yeah, they send down their sure. avatars and the people to do their work from like the Amazons, then you have the Atlanteans, and even with Diana directly herself mm-hmm. and Arthur, because that's where you get the correlation between the two groups, because right. they both come right. from that Greek pantheon. Yeah. So it's all it's inter- interesting to see those sides intersect. I think it's interesting too, because you know, whether it's Stark or Batman, to them, they have this brain that is just so phenomenal. They're very smart, can create things. And you kind of wonder, do they look at these gods like, okay, you're a god, it was a birthright, but my mental level is higher than yours. Right, 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 right. Like, I don't have to change myself into a goose or yeah. to go have sex with this woman. Yeah. Like, I am smarter <laughs> than all of you. Yeah, I physically made myself this or I made this with my hands. You yeah. just had those abilities thrust upon you. Kind of like similarly how some humans can view like mutants in a Marvel them because like, right, oh, he didn't right, work right. for these powers. He was born with them, so you think you're better? You think you're a god? Like, mm-hmm. no, you put that god yeah. complex on other people. Exactly. I'm just it, trying to live in the world. It's your insecurities. Exactly. It's, it's your tiny dick, big truck mentality that is really pushing this on me and I'm sorry that I can melt things with my eyes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And what's a god to a non-believer? Depending on the, the way you structure the story, nothing. Because yeah. if right. I don't believe in you, you literally don't exist. So, and I, I love seeing that contrast with the different uh, titles, different brands, because 
In Marvel, you've got gods who are on superhero teams or are on supervillain teams. In DC, they're kind of known but not really shown. Mm -hmm. And then in Image Comics and most other independent comics, they're not even there. And if there's a god to be shown, you better believe whoever's around is going to find a way to make it bleed. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. But in Marvel, it's more accepted. I think Stan Lee wanted that. Mm -hmm. In DC, the gods are still at work. And exactly. like I just read with uh, the New 52 relaunch. It's almost of, like they're uh, untouchable still. Exactly. Yeah. DC versus Marvel where they're Marvel, equal. oh yeah, you can yeah. kill them and they'll just keep coming back. Yeah. yeah. Same thing in DC, but no one's going after the gods. Mm-mm. And in the New 52 Wonder Woman I just read, Zeus is still pulling the same tricks. Hera is still vengeful because her husband is sleeping around. Yeah. <laughs> and Diana finds out she's actually one of the bastard children of Zeus. Yeah. No, he didn't just blow air into you. He blew your mama back out. Which kind of makes you wonder, because <laughs> is Ares her brother or Ares her grandfather? Uh, if you think about it, because weird. she came from Zeus, yeah. which Ares is... Zeus's son. Yeah. So then they are siblings. But technically, Ares also... Who impregnated Hippopolis, or what was her name? Hippolyta? Hippolyta? Yeah. Oh, Zeus. Zeus. Yeah. There was a story arc, though, where he ended up being grandfather. No, I don't think so. Are you sure? I think you're making that up. No. How I... much Jameson have you had today, mm. Michelle? You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna look this up while we chat. All right. right. So, <laughs> uh, in, in, the new 50, in, in the new 52 uh, relaunch, you find out that alongside the uh, Amazonians, the Themyscarans, training Diana, War, Ares was also training her because he's like, oh, I'm going to make you one of the best warriors they've ever seen. Oh, word. And uh, every month she meets with him until... On the low. On the low. As everyone everyone in uh, Themyscira is wondering, how's she getting so good so fast? That makes sense too. Well, you've got war as your tutor and when you've already got that blood, the blood of Zeus, the blood of an Amazon and the training from Amazons and then war... Oh, you're going to be a deadly, deadly machine yeah. if you choose to be. Because at the same time, like, Grail, Darkseid's daughter that he had with his uh, oh, yes. other oh, yes. Amazon, she was being trained, too, by somebody for the great battle and all that shit, man. So it was like a lot of people were getting smashed out. Because <laughs> well, Zeus had got somebody printed. Darkseid had to do the same thing. Sure. And looking at Darkseid, because Darkseid, and, and this is something I want to get into a little bit later, but fuck it, let's get into it now. Darkseid and New Genesis, Apocalypse mm. New Genesis, they are modern mythology yes. for that universe. Mm. They Yes, they have other ones that exist, but you've got New Genesis and the New Gods. You've got Darkseid and his... And Apocalypse. His, yeah, on Apocalypse and, and his whole pantheon of people. You don't necessarily need mythology there when it's building its own organically. Exactly. And that's the thing, too, about Zeus. uh, Not Zeus. The thing about Darkseid, he was out there killing the old gods in his own dimension, too. Because, like, learning more about Darkseid, there's only one Darkseid for every multiverse. Just like there's only one Phoenix Force in the Marvel Universe. And they're in the um, DC Universe, the new gods are... Inter- interdimensional beings that exist on a whole nother plane, then they come to our world or the DC worlds and right, they right, resize right. or reconfigure themselves to fit there physically. Mm. 
And he took out all the old gods to make himself stronger. That's how he became the dark side that we all know. Right. So he, even in that, he's tied to pantheons. He's tied to mythology. But you kind of brought up something, you know, uh, fighting the old gods. You don't get that story arc if you don't have the old mythology. So exactly. having the new gods, new mythology, or pantheons, you kind of need the old ones because that brings in a storyline. Oh, and let me just clarify myself by the old gods. I mean... In their universe, the old gods. That's yeah. why you have the new gods. Not referring to the mar- uh, the modern day pantheons of old gods. It was like some completely different universal. That's why, like when he came back with the whole dark side war, then Shazam had his connection from the gods that the wizard Shazam had connected him to, yeah. mm-hmm. and he had to go into the universe and ended up in an entanglement with dark side uh-huh. these other gods. Entanglement to, like Jada and uh, August. Yeah, because some of these guys got <laughs> fucked over in the process, so Billy Batson came <laughs> back with a whole new parasite, and it was just, I don't know, something about learning about mythology and the gods and how it correlates to modern day mythology just makes me see how everything is very meta and how everything does come back around because... We either learn from history and we're doing a repeated, but at the same time, history always repeats itself. So oh it's God, not yeah. out of the norm to realize that may happen with the new gods. Because we might be the new gods because we look different than the old gods. And we just had to adapt to the times that we're in now. Hmm. So. And talking about Jada, you know that every cheater now is going to use entanglement instead of... Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, you could call a hot dog a sausage, <laughs> but it's still a hot dog, baby. Like, it's all meat. It, it is what it is. Poor Will. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you guys see that smile on his face? Mm. That sad pursuit of happiness smile. Yes, <laughs> that poor man. I don't even know why he sees sees in Jada. Oh, I know. Mm-mm. We know what he sees in it. Mm-mm. Yep. And August do too. I don't. Uh, August thought he was finding love, but much like finding love with one of the gods or goddesses of mythology, you're just a plaything, my man. Yes. Really. And when you're when you're done, that you will be tossed to the side, and then. You'll hear the talk about you later on. No, Zeus came to visit me. You'll see me. the wounds when you land off of Olympus. <laughs> Zeus came to me last night. He was a whole hawk, girl. <laughs> no, I bet. A hawk. I, he came to me as a goat. A <laughs> what you talking about? Well, I I'm like, why are you bragging? He's never coming back. That's For one real. of the best things in the, the, the Wonder Woman <laughs> 52. Hermes uh, asks uh, Zola. He's like, so Zeus always takes the form that makes you most lustful. Can I ask what that was? And she's like, uh, it was probably a trucker guy, or maybe he was the drummer <laughs> in this band, and someone in the last few weeks. And he's like, oh, okay, so he didn't have to, he didn't have to do much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. <laughs> so with these characters uh, from the old pantheon to the new, what are their relationships with these modern day heroes, and what are the, like, what's the What's the view on the the idea that the gods have come to meddle with human affairs again? I mean, Ares is kind of, it's back and forth. Because in DC, um, people who haven't read comics, I mean, you see it in the Wonder Woman film where she finds out she's the god killer and, you know, she's meant to fight Ares and goes and battles him. So that story happens. But, like, in Marvel, he's recruited and joined into the Avengers. So... It's different how they kind of, how each, I guess, publisher yep. incorporates their gods in interaction with their heroes. Yeah, because um, he became a, Ares became an Avenger during the Mighty Avengers run during Secret Invasion mm-hmm. or post-Secret Invasion. Basically, Steve and Tony were talking about how there's archetypes for Avengers team. And they basically, 
They basically was like, we need a Wolverine type, we need a Thor type. <laughs> yep. And like, boom, Ares, he's both. So that's how he got on the squad. But and Ares did a good job. Exactly. He, he really did a, a until the, the secret and, you know, uh, after Secret Invasion. Siege. Mm. Yes. When he got ripped in half that's by right. the fucking Sentry. Because he helped him with the scroll invasion. Well, and, and it was one of those things where Ares had to jump in because he knew someone had to stand as protector. Between whatever evil Norman Osborn had planned and the people that would be hurt. Mm -hmm. And this was after the loss of his son, Phobos, if I'm not mistaken. Because it's hard to be a god. Phobos. If I ever have a kid, yeah, they're going to be named Phobos. Because it's hard to be a god and protect their people if there are no people. I'm sorry, future Rojas. (laughs) How can you be the god of war if there's no people to war? No. That's another thing where in the New 52 Wonder Woman... um, Apollo goes to see, uh, I believe it's Apollo, he goes to see uh, uh, Ares, and Ares is in war-torn Middle East, and he's just drinking while people are shooting each other up. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, so our father's gone, Um, poor shot, here you go, I'd like to take the throne. Yeah. You got any problems with that? And Ares goes, no, do what you gotta do now, because look around you. Our future isn't in our hands, it's in the mortals, and the kingdom will always belong to war. Takes the shot, and you're like, Oh, oh no, Hell yeah. why? <laughs> so, that's one of the things with these comics. Like I said, you know, in, in DC, the, the gods are known and just kind of accepted. And then in Marvel, it was the 2016 uh, Dan Abnett Luke Ross run of Hercules, mm. the all new, all now, you know, all, all new, all different, I think. It yes, was. and Hercules is trying to integrate himself into modern culture, but since no one believes in the gods anymore. More or less. New gods come into play. Exactly. Gods of data, gods of fear of catastrophe, all these different ones for the modern age. Kind of like uh, American gods. Yes. Very similar, because I didn't think about that until earlier today, because Hercules is one of my favorite Marvel characters, just because I'm a fan of mythology. And that arc, I was really excited for, but then it abruptly stopped because some other crossover event right, that Marvel right, does right. and if you're a comic book fan you hate that because it totally messes up a current story arc and they never go right back and finish the story arc because everything's changed so the direction was, they were going gets halted and they have to pick up yeah. and What's tell a whole story. What's the story arc? The one with um, Hercules helping Hulk? No, no, that's, no, that's no, prior no, no. That was oh, before that. Okay. This was just Hercules... One trying to prove to everyone that he's done being the drunk that they've known him as. Mm. The love the lovable oath. The Greek Thor. Yeah, basically because, <laughs> not because not even, I know, that. but even, they're even both drunks. Thor, even Thor and Tony and Cap were like, We love having you on the team, bud. But all you do is get drunk. Yeah. You've destroyed Manhattan too many times. We keep cleaning up your mess. And while you do get the bad guy, you also get some of the good guys. Ares punished Hercules for helping Hulk. And the thing is, um, you guys probably know more in depth into that storyline than I do, but I know that that was a thing with Ares punishing Hercules for that story. Oh yeah, that was a, they're always doing that too, and that's a, one of the similarities between Thor and Hercules because they first met each other in the comic books in Journey into uh, Mystery Annual Number One. That was a 1965 yes, joint, and they got into an altercation, but you both have. Thor and Hercules, the sons of the Sky Fathers and respective pantheons. And there is also the, the, the semi-pantheon of Sky Fathers. Exactly. And then you also have their brother, Thor, Loki, mm-hmm. and with um, Hercules, Ares, who want to upsert them 
think that they're better than their brothers. They're always getting into tiffs and mm-hmm. tips and whatnot because that of that competitiveness, that competitive that nature, that sibling, sibling that sibling rivalry mm-hmm. that exists in all of us to a degree. Yeah. So that's very relatable too. But the real difference between Thor and Hercules, which I um, just realized today while thinking about it, is the fact that. Thor is always supposed to ascend to Skyfall. He's supposed to be the new Odin. Right. He's want he's supposed to get the throne and doesn't want the throne. But with Hercules, he was never meant to be the new Zeus. Not at all. Because no. Zeus wanted him first and foremost to be dead because of <laughs> other prophecies. But even with that being said, even though when they're quote unquote, he was never like let me. And Hera was never gonna let. Yeah, him Hera exactly. won't won't let anyone do anything because she wants to run it all. Exactly, and it's like. Hercules wasn't wasn't being groomed to be the new king of Olympus. He was like, all right, do these good deeds, whatever. Be loved by the people. I'm going to get drunk and have a good time. I think I, his, his more thing, it was like, prove yourself so you can go between Earth and exactly. Olympus. Exactly. You could be a god, but you would never get to be the god. Yeah. So he did what he had to do. Like, he fought. He defeated monsters, but also he had sex with Psylocke at one point in time. He oh, got yeah. drunk a lot. So you fast forward to his modern day interpretation where he wakes up as a drunk because he has a memory took it so he always had to be like so would you call sex with Psylocke a mindfuck absolutely yes Warren Worthington the third has never been the same since <laughs> Hercules in DC was actually a pretty villainous character I mean yeah. he yeah. raped um, and you see um, Heracles Hercules um, being introduced in DC uh, he's a hero but he's also kind of villainous if you think about it because he poisoned the Amazonian women when he was welcomed there, but then he ended up raping Hippolyta. Not that he is Wonder Woman's ma or dad or anything, but that was in the story arc, so it's kind of brutal for DC. Well, and also going with that, the fact that it is um, this island where they don't want the musk. They don't want the, uh, what, what, what do they say? They call it the... Um, not entanglement, but the stench, the 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 the, 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 the fallacy, the the fallacy the beneath move. the thighs, or something like that. Oh. And they're like, let's cut it off and let it rip, uh, wither and die on its own, mm-hmm. like a worm. But the fact that you let Ares in, yeah, and then he poisons the people and rapes your queen. Yeah. By any stance, that's no, no, no. Yeah, Hercules, Hercules. yeah, Hercules, yeah. My bad. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's not a good yeah. uh, PR move. And you so- help them out, and now you fuck them over. Exactly. Eh. What is this guy? A modern day politician? <laughs> and, that sounds, <laughs> and that sounds more on track on how we view these guys traditionally. Because mm-hmm. in the um, Greek mythologies, they were assholes. They were sadistic. They were yes. fucking everything. They didn't a lot of a rape fuck. and pillage your village. Exactly, and that goes both ways with the Norse as well. So mm-hmm. it's like. That would make those heroes different from Marvel because Marvels they try to make these guys for the most part more heroic mm-hmm. instead of like nah we still savages out here in the street we would yeah. do what we need to do kill who we need to kill take from whom but what we want to take from but a side like Thor yeah. and Jane sure yeah, sure exactly. but also okay I guess going without the comparison there would you say the comparison there is that Marvel adopted Thor as part of the Avengers and part of the universe? Knowing he's a god and knowing what he comes from to be something different. Whereas DC has Clark Kent, Superman, who was raised by mortals, but is more than that. Mm-hmm. I guess that two side of the coin kind of thing. You mean the the moral lessons for both of them? Yes. Yeah. I think Thor was supposed to re- represent the morality and the humanity that gods could have. Okay. Because he was punished for that reason and it made him more relatable. So now that he's on Earth, 
with the people he's supposed to not only protect, but who he wants them to strive to be like himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. that brings that dynamic. Like, no, I'm not just a guy. I'm a hero, too. Like, I want you to praise me. Now let me give you something to praise me for. Yeah. And I think, you know, with these gods in Marvel, it, it, they do bring that human side of it, the compassion, the relate to me because I've learned my faults and I also am there for not just the heroes, but also for mankind. Where DC is more raw, which we've always known, whether it's films, shows, animated shows. They're for the mo- most part, yeah, yeah. They're more raw and they're darker. So it wasn't like that up until about uh, the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I was just, yeah. I was just it thinking was about it too. Like, yeah. yeah. Because you'd have Wolverine who would kill a village of people to yeah. save one person. Whereas before the late 90s, early 2000s, DC was more... Why do you Spare think that everyone. change happened? Super friends. I, I, you know, honestly, tonal shifts. I, yeah, it had to be a tonal shift, but I think both of them saw themselves sliding into a one track yeah. thing. And a lot of writers shared between well, going from Marvel to DC, DC to Marvel. You're, you're, you're missing one though. Writers and artists jumped ship yeah. from DC and Marvel mm-hmm. and went on to early image comics. Exactly. Yes. And yeah. it was the 90s too, so everybody was extreme, so somebody had to be the counter to that. Well, and that's the thing. The, the, yeah. the, the people who wanted all just good on DC and the people who wanted all just gore and Marvel came together. Yeah. And image comics is born. Exactly. And you get this beautiful blend of uh, uh, independent storytelling. And with that, with those people leaving... The rest of the teams left on either Which side. Image said, Comics has some of the best horror. Oh my genre god, just amazing! And also, they couldn't do what they wanted to do at Marvel either. Right, yeah. they were being pigeonholed. And, and that's by the thing. Powers that be. After these people left, the violence in Marvel took a total one eighty, mm-hmm. and the the preachiness of DC also took a one eighty. Mm-hmm. And Batman became much darker. Yes, and Captain America was more. Um, prone to grab Wolverine and say, we don't do that Which is kind of a nice switch. So I think it's a blessing in disguise. You know, people say, ooh, we lost this artist or we lost this writer. But it was a blessing because now your dark storyline became light and And you have to have that change. Yeah, definitely. You must go through the seasons. Definitely. Exactly. Like You you can't be just a peacemaker forever. Exactly. You can only evolve by being put into a disruptive situation. You don't know who you're going to be till push comes to show. Absolutely. Till push comes to show. Perfectly said, yeah. Yes. So, uh, another question I have is, do we need these gods? Do we need this pantheon to exist in these worlds when we have heroes and even even mortals, even the, the, the Ben Uricks yeah. of the world who are out there doing their work, I regardless for, of gods? For me, yes. Okay. Can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? I think uh, from the start, to get your current characters, you do need them because it kind of gives you a background. Like, this is how the old mythological gods functioned, how we came about with this new god or their new powers, how they can correlate with one another. I don't think you would really necessarily have one or the other. And, like, Kelsey had brought up a perfect point about... How do you know what's real or not? You want to believe that these characters have true abilities, but you don't want to believe gods existed. I think he he stated it perfectly. I guess I do like the idea. I, I kind of love the idea of the fact that these are gods who have existed beyond time as we know it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But now they're having to reacclimate because guess what? They're Ivan. Yeah. 
Your Here's millennials our... came to play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and not only did they come to play, they came being genetically modified. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they are children of the Atom, which I believe the X-Men, especially with what's going on with Krakoa right now, are about to ascend to godhood, mm-hmm. which is what Charles and Magneto said they want for their people. And that's exactly what I was about to say because... Because if you were, for example, if you were to take, like, Thor and the other guys out of the Marvel equation, then they wouldn't be properly prepared for when, like, a Galactus arrives or other cosmic entities because they weren't thinking outside the box like that. They'd be like, oh, shit, aliens? God, like, there wouldn't be no gods. They'd be like, what the fuck is this? It's, are you a god or are you an alien? Mm. And they had to come with that dynamic. But if you take them out the equation, then... It would be more, I think, catastrophic for mutants. Because mm-hmm. then you have mutants with nothing else to um, compare themselves to. Like, no, they're not gods. gods. They're just genetic anomalies. So now if you just have a godless world with people with godlike powers, who is it to stop a Magneto for saying, like, I am God? Also, without gods and mythology... Angel would have been seen as a demon instead of something angelic and celestial. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, like, you're talking about mythology. To me, the Bible still exists. So you have that because the Bible doesn't talk about anything okay. else. So angels yeah. still could exist. But then it's like that. Like, oh, you are a sure. god. Yeah. Then it'll be, be, more people would be like, oh. We're not talking god. about the, the actual Bible where, you know, angels have 14 eyes and 12 yeah. arms and giant wings. And <laughs> they're like, don't be afraid. And that's one thing interesting when we have these conversations because I just assume angels were depicted the same way where it was not at all the there's Bible, the seraphim Bible, the nephilim or the king james because they don't that's not common knowledge if you're not into that um world you know what's, and, i'm into all mythologies including <laughs> the biblical one yes and another thing too um that's not very um common knowledge when it comes to the bible and other characters is something michelle wanted to touch upon yeah and it would be lilith uh I'm sure people have heard the name, especially if you look at modern TV shows like Supernatural. They touch on Lilith being that little girl demon, and uh, she's going to yes. ruin the world. But Lilith um, was, they believe, first mentioned in Gilgamesh, which was a Sumerian text. Didn't they get to eat Smurfs? That's Gargamel. My fault. That's my fault. My fault. My bad. Um, <laughs> And she was kind of known the mother of demons, which you kind of see in certain texts, uh, her being that mother of demons, and in Marvel, her being mother of demons or Dracula's daughter. Um, yeah, yeah. And originally, her beef was with Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So, so what, what? What's the entanglement there? Because <laughs> we're going to use that word. Oh, because he has changed. Yeah. He has changed. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, I get it. Um, he was believed to kill, I believe his name was Lillian, her child. Mm-hmm. And so she became, I'm going to kill Johnny Blaze. He killed my child. Um, she kidnapped Ghost Rider's son, and that beef began. And through that, you know, while she's battling him, I don't know where in the story, because she originally hired Night Stalkers because Morbius was fighting with Ghost Rider. Hmm. She hired the Night Stalkers to fight Morbius. But at some point in the comics, the Night Stalkers became her enemy as well as Doctor Strange. Yep. But in some iterations of it, he is part of the Night Stalkers, but... Correct. It's comic books. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm not sure where at what point, 
But her depiction of being the mother of Dracula, I think it's because they associate her with being able to bring up the dead, bring up mm. the dark creatures, wolves, bats, everything, and um, being the mother of demons. Because technically, in comic books, if you look at her powers, she can teleport, she can bring birth demons as an asexual oh, being. Yeah. Mm. Um and that's kind of goes into the mythology where the Jewish folklore or Sumerian text brings her as the mother of demons. Mm-hmm. So they kind of keep her character along the lines of the true mythology. Um, but I think a lot of people who read Marvel comics but don't know the history of Lilith thinks that she's just a made-up character along with Dracula and Morbius and well. that being... Dracula was Vlad the Impaler, depending on what That's you read true. or what you believe. That's true. Uh, you, you guys already know what I believe. All this did exist and does exist, and <laughs> it, we just can't see so it. So you do believe exactly. in Jesus. Uh, That's awesome. Not Jesus. I mean, maybe the historical character who did die and wasn't raised again, but sure. And if he was raised again, I still think he's a mythological No, creature. because, okay, Daniel Rant. Here we go. Yeah. He's Ooh. a mythological creature. Daniel Rant. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast within the podcast, Daniel Rant. Today on Daniel Rant, we are talking about the character of Jesus. Today's topic, he's actually the Easter Bunny. T- today's topic is the fact that one man was crucified for the sins of many, but didn't rise again, and when he showed up again, had a different face, different height, different build, and only no oh, words of Jesus. I didn't go based off all that, but I'm oh, just saying. I'm Jesus? If- this is Daniel Rant? Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to Daniel Rant. <laughs> uh, basically, if you know the same words as another person and they die and you show up and say the same thing they did, you might just be the savior of men. <laughs> Tune in next time for Daniel Rant whenever and if ever we come back to it. <laughs> I could be J- Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> True. Can you turn my water into wine? Can you turn can my wine into wine? Hey, <laughs> stereotypes. <laughs> it'd be red though, so it'd be like. Uh, That's cool. Word. You might want to do like a blend of red and grape. I, I just want to say wait, wait, wait. First because off, that's wait, more true. Wait, 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 wait. First off, I'm a mixologist. I make grape and fruit punch all the time, but you need to mix grape with orange. Okay. That's a surprise. But if you want to get the best mix, it's black cherry and tropical punch. Oh, no. Never fails. Yeah, we're just trying to do it so it looks more like blood. Oh, it do. And it tastes <laughs> good, too. <laughs> v- v- vampire vibes. <laughs> Thank you, Morbius. It's fantastic. We're, well, let's jump back in. But before we do, uh, Daniel Rance is going to be a new part of the show every now oh, and then. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's the podcast within the podcast. Until, <laughs> we, get, until we get him anger management. So, with these characters, what are some of your favorite moments? Because, while I don't agree that the mythology needs to be there except to be knocked down a pig, some of these characters have some amazing moments. I would have to say it would be Ares um, in the scene where he's at the battle with Wonder Woman in the film. Oh. And he says, and it's a good depiction because he says, I gave them the idea of the war. I gave them the idea of violence. But I didn't force them to do it. And this isn't quote for quote. But it was... You know, then man made the choice. We'll resort to violence. And I think that's kind of a great depiction of mythological gods is we'll give you the tools. How you use them is up to you. If you want to fuck shit up, that's up to you. Right. Yeah. I, I just listened to an episode of the No Sleep Podcast. Check out the No Sleep Podcast if you like adult goosebumps. <laughs> but um, there's a crossroads roads demon that's met up with these kids and you're granting them wishes and stuff. And one of the girls, she asks, why do you make people do this? And he's kind of the same thing. He goes, I don't make anyone do anything. Yeah. I just give them a little push. 
And that's it. Yeah. Everything after that little push, that's on them. That's yeah. not my doing. Yeah. So mm. what, what about you, Kels? There are just so many shockingly good stories that Thor has been a part of over the years. And very heroic Hercules tales that they have been as well. Uh, me personally, there was a story arc in Incredible Hercules when oh, Hercules was run. pretending to be Thor for some various reason. It, it involves having sex with Dark Elves. And then on, As you do! And then on the flip side, Thor had to pretend to be Hercules because <laughs> once again, those because once again, their rivalry between those two are is one of my favorite rivalries in comic books and geekdom, pop culture, or whatever. Because it's just it's hilarious. I really wish they would give them to like a Thor Hercules series, like they gave yeah, Spider Man, no, Deadpool, and just show more of their interactions over the years. I'm not gonna get into like what my brain would think some of the stories would be, but that series was dope. And also for Hercules. One of my favorite moments came from Civil War when um, Thor was replaced by a Thorbot created by Reed. Oh Ant-Man, my God, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually yeah. became Ragnarok. Ragnarok, yes. Reed Richards. And he basically said, you know, I knew after he killed Bill Foster, um, Hercules picked up that android's Mjolnir. He's like, yo, I knew Thor. And thou art no store. Yep. He smashes his fucking head in. You see all these circuit, circuitry and wires pop out his head. And Thor, or not Thor, Hercules at that time is running with Steve Rogers as Ex- part of the uh, anti-registration exactly. team. Yeah. Exactly. That moment was dope. And for Thor, just off the top, uh, I would just say one of the moments in Jonathan Hitman's New Avengers, Avengers run, when they was on the planet getting that ass whooped. By what are they called? The alpha plants or whatever. Oh, 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 oh uh, no, no, the builders. The builders, yes. When they were getting their ass whooped by the builders, they was trying to like calm some peace before war popped off, and you know Thor bowing to him, and then the builders are talking shit. And Thor just pulled out his <laughs> hand, put his hand up in the air, and Mjolnir comes straight through the chest of one of these builders, and Thor is holding the hammer, yep. and that was a signal to the other um, alien colonies that already fell to the the builders' tyranny, like yo. They can bleed. Mm-hmm. The Avengers got your back. It's about to be Avengers world. Let's do this. And like anytime my boy Thor get that moment, like, can we go? Well, and, and speaking of mythology, that set up the mythology of the Avengers across the cosmos. Mm-hmm. Yes. These were the gods that when you prayed, showed up. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, for me, there, there's going to be two that I really do love. Uh, one is a Thor and the Jason Aaron run of Thor. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that gods have failed all these people. Mm. Because they prayed. They didn't know who they were praying to, but they needed to be saved. And then when Thor does show up later, they try to kill him because how many generations were lost? How many children were raped or killed? Mm -hmm. How many times did we ask for your help, God? And you never showed up. Which is the reality. Which is what creates Gore, the God Butcher. Which is one of the best things because he's like, you know what? Mythology needs to die. Mm -hmm. We will be our own gods and we will be our own liberators. That's the problem with gods because they can't be everywhere and do everything because they're takes away the free will of life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, life is here to be lived. And you have God swooping in every, t- every time doing what you need them to do for you. You're not living. Mm-hmm. You're just praying. You're just praying yeah. and you're hoping for someone else. Exactly. Now, another one would be in DC's new to uh, Wonder Woman, where you find out the gods are still fucking around. They're still fucking around. And it's their world. The mortals just aren't aware of it. Yeah. And the last one would have to be as much shit as it got, as much hate as it got, fear itself. 
because everything everyone thought they knew about the the Norse mythology Mm -hmm. was now at their front doorstep and everything changed and everyone got a hammer. And my favorite scene there is when Tony Stark is bargaining with Odin Mm -hmm. and Odin says, well, I need a sacrifice. And what does Tony give him? His sobriety. His many years of not touching alcohol. Yeah. And he gives it up to save the world. Mm. Showing that the gods in any pantheon. And Tony was like, it's not that hard. Well, yeah. And he's like, well, Tony looks at him and he's like, really? Yeah. I'll give you anything else. And he's like, no, 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 no. Because this means a lot to you. Yeah. You give me your sobriety and we'll make a deal. Yeah. And so then when Tony shows up with, you know, all the gear for the Avengers, he's smashed. Yeah. And they're like, Tony, no. And he's like, just blunge. There you go, you inspire man. That's a good web shooter. Dip, 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 dip. Peter I tried to engineer this, but I didn't know the fucking math. <laughs> That's the thing too. You have all these other geniuses. Yeah. Why did the drunk have to do it? The other story because I it costs the most is with uh, Lilith. Her story arc, um, Dracula. She's the daughter of Dracula, right? And he lost his powers for a series. Became Vlad. And the only one who could restore it was Lilith. So he went and begged her. And what is Lilith the thing? Uh, no. <laughs> Thank you. Just because you ask doesn't mean you will receive. Yeah. Hard uh, pass. I'm sorry, Dad. You're weak. Mm. But it shows the true strength of her. And it's funny because modern um, times they actually look at Lilith as a feminist view. And I always said I'm not part of the toxic feminist moves. I say psycho-feminist moves. But, <laughs> um, so. you know... At the same time, you know, with their storyline, it was true. She had the power over Dracula at that time, and she chose not to give him that power back. Yeah, and Dracula is one of those characters I think we could throw into mythology. Yeah. But I think that's more of a... uh, He's like a folklore character. He's a folklore character, and I would like us to focus on some folklore stuff later on Mm -hmm. down the line. And like I said, there's a thin line between myths, folklore, religion, it's all... Like, we touch base on some creatures of it, but right. at the same time, it's like, they're and not... Like, what's the difference between a lake, an ocean, and a pond? It's all water. Different yeah. sizes, different canals. Exactly. Yeah. Creations. But Religion has <laughs> a different body of water. Yeah. Exactly. We're, com- we're, we're coming to the end now. And so, uh, you know, last questions for y'all. Who is your favorite character in mythology and comic books? And where can the people find you? Um, what would you like to plug other than that? Oh. My favorite character is Loki. I didn't touch on him today, but... That but she'll touch her. on him later on oh, tonight. Yes, I or wish her. I could. <laughs> yeah, whatever it wants to be. Uh, but yeah, Loki, you know, the trickster god. He rides that line of good or bad, and he's just one of my favorite characters. Very funny. Um, you even seen him written in uh, Journey of Mystery. There's that humor behind that character, oh, yeah. and I love it. Uh, where can the people find you, Michelle? Um, Emily Gideon on Instagram and just Michelle Gideon. So plain and boring on uh, oh, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay, great. Anything else you'd like to plug? Any other suggestions for uh, any comics you'd like people to read about the mythology based stuff? Um, I would, I would say, um, God is dead is a great series. Mm-hmm. I still need to finish that, but, um, so far it's been amazing. Um, and I'm going to read into the Alan Moore Promethea, and I encourage other readers to to check it out. Mm, So, get a new one. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually read the whole series thrice. Get a new one. I want readers to read with me. Oh, Mm, (laughs) like LeVar Burton. 
<laughs> you know, LeVar Burton actually has a podcast. podcast yeah. yeah, and it's fantastic. Yeah, he tells me every time I listen to Marvel. <laughs> and I'm like, LeVar Burton's going to read me a book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kelsey, uh, who's your favorite mythological character in comics? Where can the people find you? And anything you'd like to plug comic-wise for people to check out more mythology and comics? Word. So if you know me, you've been listening to podcasts, you already know my answer. It's none other than the oldest son himself, the Stormbringer, the Thunderer himself, Thor. And I've been a fan of his for like the last least 10 years heavy since I started buying his comic book when he came back to life after Avengers um, disassembled. Oh, man. But I've always been interested in his mythology just because he's... Um, the God of Thunder and the Storm, and I love lightning, I love storms, electricity, that's like my geek shit, like, I don't understand how that shit works in some instances, but I'm always fascinated by it, like, I spent too many hours on YouTube right, figuring right. out how electric ill can produce electricity in the water and not shock itself to death, but anyway, <laughs> so Thor regardless, hands down, straight up, um, recommendations, I will also um, say you should check out Jason Aaron's God of Thunder story arc. Mm. If it's you don't, I like, so good. And man. I also would just recommend Jason Aaron's entire run of Thor. One of the best runs on uh, any character in comic book history. It's arguable. And I also would um, suggest Chaos War by Greg. Fantastic Frank. read. And it um, focuses on Hercules and his journey into uniting all the gods in the universe against. Mikaboshi, the Japanese god of darkness and the void, which is basically Marvel's version of a coup that's shape shifting. Kind of like never in his story. Yes. Yeah. And it's basically about Hercules trying to defeat him because back in the day there was nothing and a nothingness with darkness. And that's where that character stands for. So he's trying to take the world back into that by reigning chaos. And since he's the god of that, he's the king of the chaos abyss. And it's dope. It's see Hercules ascend to the ranks of the most godly of all gods in the universe. And also, it brings up the fact, like, one moment, there's, like, there's a gathering of Sky Fathers. And they're like, why is he here? Like, why isn't Thor here? Because Thor's the god that handles these things. We're not taking shit from Hercules. Drunk old Hercules. Yeah, and then Hercules is like, fuck that. I'm here right now. Boom, boom, boom. But then even when Hercules shows up in front of the heroes, they're like, oh shit, he's had too much to drink. Exactly. He's about to go on a rampage. And in and, and that instance with the heroes and even with the Skyfathers, that's when Thor has to come in and take, get his brother's bag and like, go to bat from like, <laughs> no, he's good. I'm following him in the battle. And it just further put more emphasis on the relationship between Thor and Hercules as brothers in arms and gods themselves. And that's what I love about that shit, man. Well, and, and and Thor and Hercules is a great relationship, and I think you even see later on down the line, Thor and Hyperion. Mm. Yeah. And that's one of those cool things where he does realize who his brothers in arms are, and that's never going to break. As for me, I've got a few. I'm going to pull a Kelsey here and say one Phobos got a fear. Ares' son in the Marvel uh, mm-hmm. series. He's part of the Secret Ava- uh, Avengers, part of Nick Fury's initiative. And he's this kid who can just channel fear and make you see your worst nightmare. I loved that. Spiders! <laughs> uh, inability to please someone. <laughs> uh, Nice that Popeye's when there's no more chicken. Oh, no! <laughs> Nothing but biscuits and mashed potatoes? Oh, it's going to be a problem. Oh, my. Y'all seen the episode of Boondocks? I'll take dirty <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> Um... <laughs> 
In DC, it's going to be Hermes. Mm -hmm. I love, especially the new 52 Hermes, because he's actually got the bird claws, like the talons, and the wings coming out of it, and it makes sense. And he's just the messenger. He's fucking amazing. And third, you'd have to call her a mythological character, Promethea. Mm -hmm. The indie Alan Moore book, which is also my recommendation. It talks about uh, Kabbalah. Thief. It talks about... <laughs> oh, no. I've read it more than you. It talks about tarot. It talks about Kabbalah. It talks about the immateria. It talks about where we came from and where we're going. It is his manifesto, and it is my truth. Alan Moore may, may, may be a crazy person. But aren't we, all, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Oh, a little bit. But not because the world like didn't make crazy. him that way. He's, he's a different kind of crazy. You can find me on Facebook, Daniel Rojas, Instagram, Blue Morpho, one word where the O's are zeros. And you can find our page in the Escaping Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, under the same name. Tell us what you thought about this episode. What's, who's, your favorite, uh, who's your favorite mythological character in comic books? Do they actually need to be there? Comment, rate, subscribe, suggest, supply, demand, and deploy. I don't know. Today, we are going to leave you with Interstellar Hopscotch, and that's track number two on Prefab Soul's new EP. Make sure you check that out, and if you or anyone else you know would like to have your music featured on our show, email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com. I love being here naked in a room with the people I love doing this show for you. He's not, by the way. I am, and it's just dangling. Samesies. Yes. Oh, wait. You're not You got Lilith and Loki right here, gods and goddesses of the It's great. Do you hear that? That's your dry ass. That's hand. us rubbing up against each other for you. Excited to get this podcast out. I am excited to make up. it. Why is it so rough? That's me, and I'm sorry, but thank you for just lotioning up that rump. <laughs> anyway, guys, we'll see you next week. We love you, and remember, there can only be one chum bucket. And of course, if you want to be an escapee and follow me, you can follow me on Kelsey for Show on Snapchat, Instagram, Kelsey DeAndre Greer on Facebook. And as always, guys, stay uncanny, y'all.